Well, good morning and welcome to New Hope Baptist Church. My name is Alan DeMond. I have the privilege of serving the church as one of the teachers. And this morning we reflect on our amazing theme, God in the Mess. A friend of mine, the science teacher, came to listen to a sermon. He's never been in a church, you know, for quite a while. And, and just he observed the, you know, the particular style of speaking that preaching is. It's a, it's a craft. It's an unusual speaking form. There's repetition, there's, you know, emphasis, and there's and even different to a TED Talk in some ways. There is something about preaching that is unique. So tell me a bit, a bit more about that. What do you teach in your classes? Um, so a fellow by the name of Phillips Brooks, um, he was, oh, he, he lived in the last century, um, and he's probably best known for writing the Christmas carol, O Little Town of Bethlehem. Uh, he was a minister in a church and quite a proficient communicator, and he lectured on preaching, uh, and he, he gave the, the, a simple, simple definition. He, he referred to preaching as the communication of God's truth through a human personality. And I, I find that definition very useful. Like that, That's what we are trying to do. We're trying to say something that is true. I'll come back to that in a minute. And we're saying it through uh, a personality. And so the, the, we mustn't have this sense that somehow the preacher is elevated above everybody else and is, you know, this is the absolute. Um, it, it, it is mediated through a personality. And so that, that means that there will be uniquenesses and, and, you know, aspects of the individual that make it, I think, accessible, uh, that, that get in some people's way because they don't like that personality. You know, it just makes the space wonderfully messy. Um, the communication of truth. So, wow. You know, uh, that, that was easy to say in the 1800s. In, in, in the 21st century, you know, it just sounds so audacious to say, well, I'm going to communicate truth. Well, the word the other day, the Oxford Dictionary announced the, the word of the year was post-truth, which I thought was really interesting. Yes, yes, post-truth. Post yeah. Well, there you go. So, so we still have it. We're just at the post now. <laughs> uh, and, 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 so so we, we live in a culture that is wrestling, you know, to... What, what do we even mean by that word and how do we use it? So without getting lost in that philosophic um, quagmire, what, what is clear, I think, is that we're searching for something that we can hold, something that um, gives meaning, something that uh, has a sense of solidity to it. And so while we will, you know, we, we resist the, you know, the truth, somebody's going to give me the truth, um, we... we all operate still at a very pragmatic level with a notion of truth. And so there is a, a pragmatic sense in which we are looking for something that, um, it, you know, has a sense of bedrock. And so that's, that's really the, the Christian claim, is that we, we are exploring that bedrock together um, using uh, ancient scriptures, our relationship with each other, and the proposition that God is alive and present, and so he will interact with us. And preaching is trying to point people toward that, open up that space, and in a sense, let God be his own truth. So, so one of my professors used to say, God can, God can defend himself. Uh, you, you don't have to um, you know, posture yourself as a preacher who is there to protect God. Um, he can protect himself. 
it's more about opening up the uh, the opportunities for people to encounter and experience and explore. Um, and I, I like to think of truth as something that it's it's absolute. It's just that I absolutely can't say I absolutely know it. it, it it's 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 there's a reality that I want to say is foundational, but who am I to assume that I have the corner on that? Um, but I do believe that as you and I relate and explore together, we can move closer to uh, discovering, discerning. And as we allow um, the uh, ancient voice of Scripture to speak into that, and as we expect God to turn up in that, we can find truth to live by. Uh, we, can, we can find truth to, you know, take the journey. Poorest country in the Western Hemisphere, denuded, devastated by another natural disaster. It becomes a tropical storm and is giving a Just one other thing as we sort of wind up, there's, there's lots of different directions to go in, but I want to just think about this idea of, uh, again, a, a film as something that is persuasive um, because often that's how it's seen in, the, in, a, in a religious context. Is there a danger in churches and religious organisations being too focused on using marketing techniques to engage with audiences? Um, yeah, so marketing is essentially trying to get someone to do something that, that I want them to do. Uh, so if it's in a business context, I've got a product and I want them to buy that because that's my business model. That's how I'm going to, if it's in a political context, I want them to vote for me. Um, uh, if it's in an educational context, I want them to, uh, you know, embrace this concept or embrace this behavior because it is the end to which we are educating and it fits into a value set. And there's, you know, some presumably higher reasons why we're doing that. Um, and there's a sense in which all communication uh, has persuasive elements, uh, because when I talk with you, I'm going to feel more comfortable if you and I are agreeing. And so in all manner of subtle ways, we're persuading one another all the time. Uh, I, I, th I think the dangers lay in uh, persuading you to what end. And so if I am persuading you to ends that uh, are really primarily about me and I don't care about you, um, I want to get rich and I don't care about you. I, I want to have power, and I don't care about you. Um, you know, I, I want uh, you to acknowledge me, and I don't care about you. So I can be, I can be a business person, a politician, um, an educator, and certainly a minister. I want you to believe what I believe, and I don't care what you believe. Um, that, that does harm and not good. And so uh, if I bring to this equation a profound care for you as a human being, that will temper the way in which I uh, exercise my, my desire to persuade you. Um, I'm a broken human being as well, so uh, you know, I'll get that right sometimes, I'll get lost sometimes, but at its best, if I am driven by a, by a genuine concern for you and for for my fellow human beings, and if that's real, and if I'm actually nurturing that in a sense that's real, that then I am I am going to want to persuade you toward that which has been most helpful for me, or you know the, the places where I have found 
uh, you know, this is a great product. I, I use it. You should, you should, because I, I love it. Uh, you know, this is, this is the way to go. This is the way to fix things. Uh, that's, that's why I'm trying to persuade you, etc. So, uh, I, I think it's absolutely possible for any human being in any walk to misuse the strategies that we've worked out or how to persuade somebody, uh, you know, even against their will, uh, you know, I, I can get you to do things, uh, uh, to use those strategies when I don't care for you. That's what's really just, just not on. And I think there is an element of my care for you will, will cause me to want you to make decisions and to lean into choices that, uh, y- y- you know, you, you're doing with awareness. You're doing with uh, openness, with integrity. Uh, so to the question pointedly, is there a danger of using marketing in the religious space? Absolutely, in every space. And I think when we, when we lose our sense of what it is to be passionate human beings connecting and caring for one another, that's where these tools really get us into trouble, uh, you know, no, matter, no matter what context. And you can lose your way in the, in the religious sphere. You can lose your way when you have a, a belief construct that becomes so overpowering you know, that you start to think... Um, I'm, I'm just right and you're just wrong. Uh, and you have to believe like I believe or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to shoot you. Uh, it, it, that, that, that's, that's where we have, you know, profound, profound dangers. So right at the heart of Jesus' teaching, he said, if you want it all boiled down, it's two simple things. Love God and love the people around you. Love other human beings. And that, I think, is my answer to the marketing question. If I, can, if I can, you know, really learn to love God and find in Him resources that turn my daily practices into real genuine love for human beings around me, uh, that's going to temper uh, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Reminds me of a friend of mine had a, the, the best analogy for, for evangelism and that was, you know, it's it's one beggar telling another beggar where he found food. You might have yeah. seen that once before, yeah. but it's, um, yeah. That's good. It's a nice picture. 